Welcome everybody, Shia number 679. We're learning today, Lerfur Shlemi Yitzchak Ben Chanom Chana. Okay, getting back to our malacha of Matir, I just want to finish off Matir, opening up knots. I'll make a quick review, and Ezra Hashem, we're going to go straight, we'll try and go straight down the line with Korea and go through all Korea tearing, and go through all the various different shilas of opening up, um, you know, boxes, packages, and so on. We started talking about it, but I want to try and go through some many, many various different cases, um, you know, that do come up, and see how the practical applications apply. So I just want to real quickly review Matir, and we'll bring it to a close on that, as far as Koisher tying knots, and Matir opening knots. Basically, we have a pretty good idea by now uh, what type of knots can't be tied, what type of knots could be tied, um, what type of knots could be opened, what type of knots can't be opened, and so on. Okay, so just real quickly to review uh, matter opening knots, the one quick type of knot that we said, number one, we said that if a knot became kesher, a knot that became by itself, in other words, a person was trying to make a bow or, or tie a knot in a way that is allowed to be tied, and from somehow it slipped and became a knot, uh, became a, or became a double knot, one would be allowed to open that on Shabbos because of the simple reason it was done without any kavana at all. The person wanted to make it in a way that's allowed to be made, like we said, a bow, slip knot, or the like, which we've spoken about in the past in reference to tying knots, um, and it slips taka and became a double knot or became a single knot at the end of a rope or the like, um, one would be allowed to open that on Shabbos. You could have it sometimes on a shoelace, it slips, sometimes on a plastic bag, um, and so on, and the knot was formed, just go ahead, that could be open. Okay, next, we spoke about a double knot. If somebody has a double knot, they have on the shoe a double knot, and they can't, they can't get their shoe off, um, and it's obviously, it's bothering them, it's annoying them, they would be allowed to open up that double knot also. Just real quickly to read the from the Sefer Lamites, uh, the Sefer, I'm sorry, Shabbos home, page 214, in cases where one's inability to untie a knot causes considerable um, physical discomfort, it would be allowed to open uh, these various type of knots. We'll just go through them real quickly. Again, a non-permanent, a non-permanent double knot. It has to be a non-permanent because permanent could be a derise. A non-permanent double knot. One would also be allowed to open a non-permanent single knot in a single strand of rope, in other words, at the end of a shoelace, at the end of a hood lace, or these various uh, type of items where a single knot formed at the end of a um, string, lace, or the like. That's number two. Number three, a knot and bow that were originally meant to remain intact for more than 24 hours also. Again, a knot and a bow, as we mentioned, the the intertwining of the lace and then the bow up on top. If that um, a knot and a bow that was originally meant to remain intact for more than 24 hours, less than 24 hours is no problem, but even more than 24 hours, b'makam sar, b'makam distress, one will be allowed to open it on Shabbos. Just a quick example, if a person's shoelaces are tied in a double knot and he wants to go to sleep and he'll be greatly discomforted by the shoes, he can't sleep with shoes uh, most of the time, he may, the person may undo the knot in order to enable himself to remove the shoes. Now again, we just want to stress the fact that any knots that are min hatayrim it would not be allowed to be opened. These only go on the various type of knots which we just mentioned. Okay, next. 
We also mentioned in cases of necessity, performance of a mitzvah in the case of the Sefer Torah, the, the, the sash around the Sefer Torah. But again, that's only in cases of necessity. In general, we try not to rely on B'maka mitzvah. But need be, pressing need, uh, in the case of a mitzvah, one would also be allowed to open these um, knots, which were derabanan, again, a double knot or the like. But again, it has to be B'maka mitzvah and a pressing need. Now, in other cases of necessity, just a, a couple of more examples which we spoke of, spoke about specific um, types of knots that are midrabanan would be that are prohibited prohibited knots midrabanan may be untied, may be undone. Just two examples which we spoke about in the past: a double knot, uh, a double knot in general we don't open, but a double knot that, that was originally meant to remain intact for less than twenty-four hours. Again, a double knot that was originally meant to remain intact for 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 less than twenty-four hours. Cases of b'shasat chak would be allowed, and also a knot and a bow that was originally meant to remain intact for less than seven days. A knot and a bow that that was originally meant to remain intact for less than seven days, again, the, the original twining and the bow up on top, uh, as long as a person had intentions for less than seven days, these are only cases of b'shasat chak, pressing needs, one will be allowed to open them. And now this is besides cases of physical distress, which we said, case besides f- uh, cases of performance of a mitzvah, which we said, but if it's a case of b'shasat chak, pressing need, these two types, we said again, a double knot that, it was, that, origi- that was originally meant to remain intact for less than 24 hours, and the knot in bow that was originally meant to remain intact for less than seven days. Um, the reason for, he brings down, the reason for, the, again, the Sefer Shabbos home bringing this down, the reason for distinguishing between these and other um, rabbinically prohibited other knots, which are also mitra banan, is the following. As explained above, he says like this, that in the matter, it's, it's a matter of dispute, it's takamachalikis, whether these two types of knots are actually actually us are all together in cases but we do we do say that we one is not allowed to uh, make these knots like a double knot and so on but in cases of necessity pressing need not just to go ahead and do but pressing need person stuck it would be uh, it is permitted it would be allowed to rely on the place who permit tying and untying these types of knots again it has to be a case of other rabbinically um uh, forbidden knots, other knots which are also midrabbanon, whose prohibition is undisputed, may not be opened even in cases of necessity. This is just because of the fact, like we said, the double knot, it's, it was a little bit of a question. Ramos said, Lamaisa, we are machmen, we do not make double knots, but cases of necessity. And also the knot on the, the knot and bow, in other words, the intertwining and the bow up on top, less than seven days, it was meant to remain less than seven days. Also machlaikis, because we said there's those who say it's less than 24 hours, other is less than seven days. We are machmir less than 24 hours. Cases of necessity, one would be allowed to open it, he says. So, but again, other knots, even though they might be midrabanan, um, in cases of necessity, just some necessity would not be, would and, and they're undisputed, it's not a machleg, it's general cases, would not be allowed to be opened. This includes a double knot that was that was originally meant to last more than 24 hours. Again, a double knot that was supposed to last, a person had intention to have it last more than 24 hours, cannot be opened, um, even in cases of necessity. And But uh, it, it is okay in a question of makamsar. If somebody's under great distress and it's hurting their foot or the like, that they could open. In that case of a double knot, even though it was meant to be left in more than 24 hours, it is machalikis, but we could be makal in a case whereby somebody is really hurting their foot. Um, but just um, 
It's done like this because it's a b'shasat chak. One should not do it. Again, the, the double knot that, it, that was originally meant to last for more than 24 hours and a knot and bow that was originally meant to last longer than seven days. In other words, the intertwining and then the bow on top, if somebody had in mind more than seven days, one should not open that even in cases of b'shasat chak, of pressing need. We also spoke about twist ties, um, cases, b'shasat chak, pressing need. One will be allowed to un, um, untwist the twist tie, again, b'shasat chak, preferably to slip it off or to, um, you know, to either to tear the bag or to slip it off when, when there's no wording, no pictures. But if one need be to untwist the twist tie, definitely one would be allowed to do that too. We also mentioned a knot whereby one makes a bow. Again, these are general concepts just to keep in mind when opening up knots. What If one makes a bow and a knot without any intention at all, um, that's how it was made, not to stay more than 24 hours. I open it whenever I open it. I'm not sure when I'm going to be opening it. So opening up a, a bow on top of the knot, the intertwining of the laces, let's say, and then the bow, and it was made like that, just stam, it's called kashaniksha stam, they, they did it without any intention, I'm leaving it seven days, 24 hours, five hours, I'm not sure how long, I'm just tying it, I, I didn't even think about it, so such a knot would be allowed to be open as long as the person sometimes um, opens it within 24 hours, unless they badafka, leave it sometimes, li'olam forever, um, but sometimes as long as they, in general, I am the type of person, I, I tie it stam, I don't have a mind how long I'm tying it, so a bow on top of the knot, um, the intertwining and then the bow as long as it was tied stam and sometimes they open it five hours later three hours later I don't know and punk this time it stayed longer than 24 hours one will be allowed to open such a uh, bow on top of a, a intertwining a bow on top of a knot on the shoelace or on a bag or the like we gave some examples we said sometimes uh, by uh, we said by a bag um, sometimes a side like that, sometimes a, a, a woman, a, a tichel, a, a head covering, kerchief, a apron, all these various type of things. Sometimes a person doesn't think. They, they just die without some, and sometimes they'll open it right away, sometimes a little bit longer. So as long as a person doesn't keep it like that forever, in other words, li'aylam, um, then, then it would be allowed to be open again, the bow on top of the knot, the intertwining, and then the bow up on top. As long as they sometimes open it within 24 hours, sometimes after, as it was tied like that without any intention, such a bow on top of knot would be okay to open. We also mentioned just the intertwining of two th- strings or just the intertwining of the, somebody grabs the two tops of a shopping bag or a regular bag and just intertwines it once, which is, we call the knot and then a bow on top. But even without the the, the, the bow on top, we mentioned it's just the one intertwining whereby if you turn the bag upside down, the food will just fall right out. And if you tie your shoelaces, one intertwining of the two laces, it's just going to open up in two seconds. So just such a knot is bechlal nothing. And that one could open even if it was like that for more than 24 hours and even if it was like that for more than a week because of the fact it's bechalal nothing is going to open up by itself anyways even though we, we in halacha we call it the first the first single knot and then the bow up on top but that single intertwining is perfectly fine to open at any time no matter how long we also said that one is allowed to open a double knot when it's not tied tight. It's a very uh, loose double knot as long as it's there within 24 hours a person did it they tied it like that the double knot to be open within 24 hours, so even though the fact is a double knot, but since it's not tight, it's a very loose knot, that will be fine to open also, as long as it's within 24 hours. Sometimes a person makes a, a double loose knot on a scarf, sometimes on a kerchief, on a tichel. Um, we have it sometimes by Simchas Torah, we spoke about the talus, the person wraps around so they could dance, they make a double knot, a loose double knot around their neck, and all these things are opened within 24 hours, so those are fine, those type of double knots are okay to open. 
He brings down the does it say for klolim even on top of a garbage bag. Somebody has a, a, a loose a loose double knot and it was made to be open. You know, for, for within twenty four hours. Gum also lahatira b'seich chav talat shoes. One will be allowed to open that also. He brings an example just in case somebody wants to put in there more garbage. So they made a loose, loose double knot made to be open within 24 hours. So they're allowed to open up that loose double knot to put in more garbage into the garbage bag. We also mentioned if one could open up the knot with one pull, we said if uh, intertwining of the laces, and then up on top you have the bow, as long as you could take one of the ends of the strings and give one pull, the whole thing falls apart. That is also okay to open. Again, as long as it's within 24 hours. Unless we mention with neckties, if a necktie was uh, more than 24 hours, in other words, they made it during the week, more than, than had, had in mind more than 24 hours, definitely one should not open that, just slip it off your neck, hang it up, and then after Shabbos, one once, they could go ahead and open up the necktie. Thank you for listening. So, Lemaisa, to make a long story short, bottom line is, this was a quick review of Matar and Bezra Hashem. We want to move on and go through all the various different Shilas that come up in Korea, tearing and opening up packages, bags and boxes and so on in the upcoming shirim. Thank you for listening. Hatzlach and Bracha, Cult of.